Hi, I'm Daniel Fuller from the Abundant Life Training Center, and welcome to our daily communion meditation, where today we're talking about connecting versus trying to get away. So this month in August of 2022, we've started this new challenge called the Connection Challenge, and our goal is to connect on a new level with God, our purpose, our loved ones, those around us, and our community around us, to connect on a new level. Because connection can often be the one thing that begins to open doors and just sets in motion a virtuous cycle of good in so many ways. And this week, we're focused specifically on connecting with God. But something I've observed, something I've found to be true, is that in that all times of connection, where we're connecting with God, we're connecting with people, even connecting with ourselves, we're either trying to connect or we're trying to get away. Think about some time when someone was trying to connect with you, but you're just trying to get away. You got something more important you got to do. You're getting uh, distracted. You're not very present in the situation. There's all these things that keep us from trying to connect and prioritizing connection versus trying to get away. And we're going to be asking for God's help with this today. They would be really good at connecting and Paying attention to those times when we're avoiding connection and trying to get away. So we're going to be asking for his help with that today. But why are we taking communion every day? About 10 years ago, I had pretty much no spiritual life whatsoever. Was doing life on my own without God, doing things my own way. But life wasn't going the way that I wanted it to go. At the time, I was running my personal training business. And the business started out great, but then I got into some tough times. I've got some months where I'm losing thousands of dollars in a month. I just had the weight and stress and pressure of the business on me. And I remember getting to this place of going for a walk with my wife and just telling her over and over, there's got to be a better way to live. And shortly after that, I came across a challenge to start reading one chapter from the book of Proverbs every day. Proverbs has 31 chapters. So on day one of the month, you read Proverbs chapter one. Day two of the month, you read Proverbs chapter two. And then you keep going like that until the end of the month. Well, I've been doing this for a little while. And then one day, Proverbs 13, 22 seems to jump off the page of me. It says, a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. And that verse got me thinking, what's the most valuable thing that we could pass on to future generations? After some time of thinking about it, I came to the conclusion that the most valuable thing we could pass on would be wisdom or teaching or training for how to truly live. So I made a commitment that day. I want to pass on manuals and lessons and teaching for all the different areas of life. But to be honest, when I got started, I had no clue where to start. So I began to seek after God, began to totally immerse myself in the things of God. He began to show up. My relationship with him began to grow. He began to teach me, began to train me. He taught me this whole new way of living. Where we make him the source, we make him the center of everything. We learn how to rest. We learn how to trust in him, allowing him to do the work through us. Now, it wasn't always easy all the time because learning a new way to operate my life I had to unlearn some old things I'd learned. Had to let go of some old ways and to learn how to walk out this new way of living. But I just began to document what he was taking me through, the things that I was learning. And it turned it into this series of books and courses that we have now called The Abundant Life Blueprint. But out of everything we do in The Abundant Life Blueprint, I do believe the most important lesson I would want to pass on is daily communion. Daily communion is what I call the number one table turner for all of life. It has the ability to just turn things around, to create a turning point and change the trajectory of our lives going forward. One of the concepts we teach in the Abundant Life Blueprint, just the power of sharing meals together. Families sharing meals together. Friends and acquaintances sharing meals together. Well, having this meal, this communion, 
This communion time with God is one of the most powerful ways just to change the trajectory of our lives, to connect with him. One of the most important things I've learned. Jesus says, as often as you do this, remember me. There is something so powerful about remembering and not forgetting. Especially when we're in the busyness of life. We've got things to do. We've got issues and problems coming at us today. It helps us to abide in him, to stay connected to him so that our lives produce much fruit. 1 Corinthians eleven twenty six says, Every time we take communion, we're proclaiming the death of Jesus, which in the case of a will or an inheritance, nothing happens until we prove the death. So in a way, communion is like an activation, and it sets in motion all of the benefits that are found in this new covenant. But it's also important we take it the right way. Every time we take communion, to take it with the fear of the Lord, with deep honor and reverence and awe for the sacrifice of Jesus and all that he went through. And it's something I want to talk about today, to truly connect. We talked about the other night on our live Zoom to get the challenge started. On our uh, on that challenge, we said to truly connect requires honor. To truly connect with somebody, we have to honor them. And just thinking about approaching our time of communion, approaching our time of reading the Bible, approaching our time of prayer, approaching our time of whatever we do to connect with God, approaching him in humility, approaching him with honor for who he is, all that he's done in our lives. Just bringing that honor, it helps us to connect on a deeper level with him. And so today, I want, to, I want to put a little emphasis on this today. As we take communion today, let's just bring that honor and that reverence for him. Let's just take that to a new level today as we take communion. So the process we use, we start with a two-minute long prayer. That's mostly scripture coming from Ephesians chapter 1 and the prayer of Jabez found in First Chronicles chapter 4. And then we take a few minutes to examine ourselves. Because the Apostle Paul says some people are weak and sick. And they die early because they don't examine themselves before taking communion. And if communion has the power to do that in the negative, I believe it has the power to make us healthy and strong and give us long life if we take it the right way. And then after our time of communion, we're talking about some physical fitness tips. Because I truly believe physical exercise is meant to teach us how to exercise our faith. And it can also be a great way for us to connect with God. We're going to be talking more about that over the next week in this Connection Challenge. So let's get started with our prayer. Heavenly Father, I pray for all those who are watching or listening, their families, all those connected to them, and our church and governmental leaders. I thank you for releasing us from darkness and transferring us into the light, into the kingdom of your dear Son. I thank you for your purpose and grace given to us in Christ Jesus before time ever began. I thank you that Jesus was smitten for us so that you could fight for us. I keep asking that you, the Father of glory, would give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that we would know you better, that the eyes of our hearts would be enlightened to know the hope to which you've called us and the riches of your glorious inheritance that is on the inside of us and the immeasurable greatness of your power to us who believe. The same power that you exercised in Christ when you raised him from the dead and seated him at your right hand in heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And you put all things under his feet and made him to be the head of the body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. And Father, I ask you to bless us. 
and to make your face shine upon us. Let us find grace and favor in your eyes. Expand our borders and our territory. Expand our capacity to receive your purpose and grace, your love and your goodness, and to let it flow through us so that we do good and are a blessing to people all over the world. Send us opportunities today to do good and be a blessing and help us be sensitive to those opportunities. Keep your hand on us and help us do today what's right and best in your eyes and do it with peace and joy and confidence in you. And we ask you to stretch out your hand to heal and do signs and wonders and keep us from evil and pain. Through the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. All right, we're going to go through the other half of prayer. This is our time to examine ourselves. Are we making today a masterpiece? And how are we going to do that? We're going to get connected to God. We're going to deepen that connection with Him to bring Him into every aspect of today. And masters of anything are simply masters of the fundamentals. And that's what we talk about, executing these four fundamentals and bringing some fun and some presence into them today. But before we go through our fundamentals, let's remember God's got a process. When he took the people from Egypt to the promised land, there were some steps and some stages along the way. It didn't all just happen in one day. And in a similar way, for us to step into the promises and the inheritance that God has for us in Christ, I think there's some steps and stages along the way. I think very simply, it starts with us believing God's got something better for our life, better than we can ever ask or think or dream or imagine. But that plan's probably going to look impossible. And there's going to be the tendency to want to go back to the way things used to be. And then it's just being willing to move forward with his plan, to learn how to put off our old ways and to embrace this new way of living, where we learn how to rest and we learn how to trust in him. We learn how to walk in faith and humility and love and learn how to walk it out. And that's where these fundamentals come in, I believe. So our first fundamental, let's get positioned in the light today. Every day, we've got to keep repositioning ourselves back into the light. And in the light, that's where that connection is. If we walk in the light, it tells us. We have fellowship with God, fellowship with people. That's where that connection is. And I think it starts with humility. We talked about today, bringing some humility and some honor into our communion time today. Just a time to honor God. Because it's the humble who are given grace. It's the humble who are exalted and promoted. And we're going to take our position in forgiveness today. Receiving forgiveness from God. Forgiving ourselves in the middle and walking in forgiveness with other people. And to walk in the light is to walk in love, kind and patient and gentle, always assuming the best, keeping no record of wrongs, delighting in the truth, always hoping, always trusting, always persevering, because love never fails. And we're going to take our position in gratitude and praise today. It's one of the greatest expressions of faith, and it's one of the easiest ways to maintain our positioning all day long. And being in position is a big deal because it puts us in position to be able to receive everything that God has for us. Imagine a quarterback and a receiver. The quarterback throws the pass, but the receiver turns and he runs in the wrong direction. He's out of position to receive. When we step into the light, we're stepping into Christ. And God has taken everything that he has and he put it all in him. And we get this amazing opportunity that we get access to all those good things today. I like to call it a pipeline of living water. And in there is everything we need for life and godliness, his spirit and power and presence, his love and peace and joy, his mind and wisdom, purpose and grace, health and energy, time, finances, resources. It's all available. 
to be received in him. So our first step is to get in position to turn on the flow of this living water. Then our second step is to magnify the light. To magnify the light, we're going to expand the capacity where God can flow more of all those good things through us. It's going to build a bigger pipeline. And to magnify the light, imagine this example of two baskets on a balancing scale. On one side, we got a basket full of our praises to God. On the other side, we got a basket full of all the issues and problems and testings that we face. Which basket are we going to fill up with our focus, our thoughts, our words, our attention? Which basket are we going to fill up today? So to magnify the light, we can magnify God. We can magnify who he is and all that he's done in our life. I like to go through the names of God. He's the God of all grace. He's the God of all peace. He's the God of all comfort. He's more than enough. He is, I am. He's the creator of the heavens and the earth. He created it all. He created it all. He is our healer. He is our provider. He is our righteousness. He's the one who sanctifies us. Jesus is the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. He's the lion of the tribe of Judah. He's the way. He's the truth. He's the resurrection. He's the life. Just going through who God is. And I like to go through all that he's done for us in Christ. He sent us his one and only son. And if he would do that, how would he not graciously and freely give us all things richly to enjoy? He poured the cup of his wrath onto the body of Jesus, and he raised him up from the dead, seated him in his right hand in heavenly places. And he raised us up with him, together with him, made us one with him. He gave us his Holy Spirit, sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father, he makes us heirs, gives us this rich inheritance in Christ. All Just meditating on what he's done for us in Christ and who he is. And I like to go through, what has he done for me personally? This is where you can make it personal. What have you seen God do in your own life? And what are those things that you already turned over to him, that you believe that you receive? And maybe you haven't seen the, the result of it just yet. You start praising him and magnifying for him for those things. Is this done? What has he done for you? Just spend time magnifying the light. Now, this is not denying that there's issues or problems. Simply choosing to put our focus on that other basket, to fill up that basket of praise. Because we trust that God can solve those problems a whole lot better than we can. But he does give us a choice. We could choose not to do any of this. We could do things our own way. Stay stuck in our old ways, insist on our own way. Bitterness, unforgiveness. We could fill up that other basket with venting and complaining and pouting, toiling away in our mind, trying to figure everything out. And that's where we have to learn to recognize the symptoms. Whenever we're out of position or we're magnifying the wrong things, it's going to produce some symptoms in our life. One of the biggest ones I've learned to pay attention to is where is the pressure? Are we putting pressure on other people to make things happen? Are we putting all the pressure on ourselves? Or is the pressure on God? Are we casting those cares over onto him? Because when we put the pressure on other people, we put the pressure on ourselves. We're not meant to handle that. It squeezes God out, I think, many times. But when we roll that pressure over onto him, he can handle it. And it begins to increase the flow of all those good things through us. Other symptoms, you'll feel that weight, and heaviness, and pressure on the inside. You'll feel the fear and the stress and the worry. We're dreading things in the future. Maybe feelings of overwhelm. Might be reliving bad things from the past. And unfortunately, this can become a habit. This can become a vicious cycle that seems to keep repeating over and over again. But when we take our position in the light, there's rest in our soul. 
There's fullness and completion in him. We've got fellowship with God, fellowship with people. And when we rest, he goes to work. And now all those good things begin to flow. And now everything is free and easy and effortless and energizing. Because we've got his peace and his joy and his love, his mind and wisdom. It all just begins to flow. And if all this weren't enough, God gives us this amazing gift of grace. That if we ever get off track, it just takes a moment to turn it right back around again. How do we do it? I think it starts with getting more present, getting more aware of those symptoms. And then we humble ourselves. Father, forgive me. I've missed it. I'm off track right now. We receive that forgiveness from him. We forgive ourselves in the middle. If we need to forgive somebody else, we take those steps. And then we start praising and magnifying him. And I like to pray this very simple prayer. Father, thank you that what you put within me is more than enough to handle whatever's coming at me today in a beautiful, graceful way. Help me to tap into it and see it flowing in my life at a greater level today. You go through that simple process, that weight just lifts off you. Everything begins to flow again. It's a beautiful thing. And then our third fundamental, we've got to stay tuned in today. Tuned in, connected with him. One of my favorite ways to do this is with a journal before bed. And I like to start at the very top with what I call some filters. These filters are just little phrases that I keep rewriting over and over as a way to help me stay in rhythm with God. I like to start at the very top. What's the big picture vision I feel like God's given me? For me personally, it's Abundant Life Training Centers all over the world, making the body of Christ healthy and beautiful. Then I want to bring it down to this year. What do I feel like is the word God gave me for this year? The vision or the direction? For me personally, it's this year is 2022, the year of the beautiful land. And then I want to bring it down into this month. What are we focusing on this month? This month we talked about, it's the connection challenge. And we talked about our filter this month is prioritize connection. Prioritize connection. Just to keep that top of mind every day. And then I want to bring it down into this week. That's where we talk about our weekly, yearly cycle updates. As we go around the cycle of a year, think of it like a 360 degree view of God of who he is, of all that he's done for us in Christ. Just different times of year, different seasons of the year. Give us different reminders. This time of year is a reminder to look for opportunities. God is sending you amazing opportunities every day. But unfortunately, they often come in the form of issues and problems that we're facing. Issues and problems that we're facing can be some of the greatest opportunities to actually connect. If we'll try to connect and not get away. And I like to start my journal with gratitude and praise to get in position. And then to magnify. What went well today? What are all the ways I saw God showing up today? What's he done today? And then I like to ask this question. God, what are you trying to show me today? And get still and listen and reflect back over the day. Whatever comes into my mind, begin to write those things down. And then I want to bring my journal all the way down into today. I started with the big picture, then this year, then this month, this week. I want to bring it all the way down into today. And that's where I plan out the upcoming day with God. And I've learned to stick with, what do I know to do today? Because I learned sometimes I was getting out ahead of God, toiling away in my mind, trying to figure everything out, trying to force things to happen. On the other side, sometimes I was procrastinating on things that I knew to do. And when we procrastinate, those things build up on the inside. You feel that overwhelm on the inside. And it begins to block our clarity. God can't flow through us like he, like he wants to. So we make out the plan for the day and then we wake up like a kid on Christmas morning, excited for the day. 
because this is the day that the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice and I'm going to be glad in it. And we remember this very important principle that the first thing out of our mouth every morning sets the tone for the whole day. And as I began to learn about this, I began to seek God, what's the best thing for us to say in the morning? I felt like he was taking me back to Genesis chapter one, the very first words that we see God speak, let there be light. And it's amazing how such a simple little thing to speak in that first thing in the morning, let there be light. It brings a different energy into the day. And then we get connected with him. We start walking out that plan with full confidence in him. That he's right there with us every step of the way. And when we get to that place of confident faith, his grace begins to surge through us. He begins to go to work. He begins to beautify our lives. And beauty is attractive and magnetic and begins to pull more and more of everything God has for us into our life. Let's just take a moment to meditate on this today. Are we connecting or are we trying to get away? So, for example, we're sitting there reading our Bible. Are we trying to connect with God through his word? Are we bringing that humility and honor? Wait a minute. I'm reading the word of God. This is something God wrote for me. By bringing that honor and reverence and trying to truly connect with him? Or am I distracted and thinking about all the other things that I got to do and trying to get it finished and just check it off my list for the day? Just going through the motions, just checking off the boxes so that I can get on with my day and go to the other things. When I'm in my prayer time, am I using it as a time to truly connect with God? Or am I just trying to check off the box and say that I did it? Going through that kind of vain repetition where we're just repeating things without much thought in it, without much faith in it. Am I truly connecting with him in prayer? Prayer is an amazing thing about that. We get to communicate with God. When I'm listening for God, I'm taking some time to slow down and I'm taking some time to listen. Am I connecting? Or am I getting distracted and trying to get done with it and get away? When I'm journaling, am I doing these things? When I'm doing daily communion, very simple principle. And you can begin to apply this into your other relationships as well. We're focusing on, on our relationship with God this week. But eventually we're going to work this out into other areas. How are we doing in connecting with other people? Are we trying to truly connect? Or are we always trying to get away? This is a big deal. This little simple thing. Sometimes it's not what we do, it's how we do it. And so Heavenly Father, we're asking for your help today. Number one, that you would show us in any of those times where we should be connecting, but we're distracted or we're trying to get away, that you would reveal that to us, you would show it to us. And we're asking for your help that from this point on in our lives, that when we have opportunities to connect with you, connect just within ourselves, to connect with other people, that you would help us to make the most of those opportunities to connect, rather than being distracted and trying to get away, to help us to make the most of those. We thank you that on the night Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and he said, this is my body, broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. I want this break breaking of the bread today. Let it be symbolic of breaking any habits that we had of just trying to get away. Breaking that. Let's just take a moment to remember God sent us his one and only son to die for our sins. Jesus is willing to come and humble himself unto death on a cross. And God pours the cup of his wrath 
all of his anger and frustration with the sins of humanity, he pours it onto the body of Jesus. All of us like sheep had gone astray. We'd all turned to our own ways. And he laid upon him the iniquities and the sins of us all. And by his stripes, we've been healed. He became sin so that we could become righteous. He became a curse so that we could have God's blessing. His life was cut short so that God could satisfy us with long life. He was destroyed by God so that God could rebuild us into a spiritual house offering praises to him. So many things. You can look at what he did for us. There's so many more of those replacements that we can make right there. He was destroyed by God, but then he's raised up and he's seated in heavenly places at God's right hand. And he raised us up with him, raised us up to new life and seated us together with him. Made us one with him. Set the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. His love has been shed abroad in our hearts. Gives us new hearts. He makes us right and holy and perfect in God's sight, all through his one sacrifice. So, Father, we thank you for this bread. We truly thank you for this bread and all that it represents. And we ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have your bread, you can take your bread. Then after supper, Jesus took the cup. He said, this is the cup of the new covenant. In my blood, poured out for the forgiveness of sins for many. It's the forgiveness of sins that releases us from darkness. He transfers us into the light, into the kingdom of Jesus. And he's a great king. His blood washes us and cleanses us, makes atonement for us, gives us this blood-sworn oath, this new covenant. That God is with us and for us, this covenant of peace and love with him. We can have a personal relationship with him. He's working for our good. All because of Jesus. Not because we were deserving of it, but because of what Jesus did. And Father, we thank you for this cup and all that it represents. And we ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have a juice, you can take a juice. All right, physical fitness. I want to emphasize the same principle we're talking about today. In your physical exercise, are you connecting with God? Are you in a hurry just to get it done, to check off the box, say you did your workout? Or are you using your exercise as a way to connect with God, to practice exercising that faith, to be more present with him? What I believe is you're going to find, you get more present with him. You connect with him through physical exercise. Number one, you're going to enjoy your workout a whole lot more. It's going to be a whole lot more fun. It's going to be a whole lot more enjoyable. It's going to be something you want to do every day. And then you're also going to get so much better results. How can you not? When you're connected to God in your workout, you're going to get so much better and faster results. But I hope this has been helpful for you today. If you'd like to learn more about partnering with us in the Abundant Life Blueprint, you go to the Abundant Life Training Center dot com.